This WBEZ podcast is supported by the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Suicide is a topic that hides in the shadows. It's time we talk away the dark, learn how to spot the warning signs for suicide, and how you can have an open, caring, real conversation to help save lives. Visit the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention to watch the new short film and learn more at AFSP.org slash talkawaythedark. This WBEZ podcast is supported by Ravinia, with over 100 concerts under the stars this summer, including Daryl Hall and Elvis Costello, Nora Jones with special guest Mavis Staples, the Beach Boys with special guest John Stamos, Shaggy and TLC, Jason Isbell and the 400 Unit, the Chicago Symphony Orchestra, and more. Their 30-acre park is nestled in a gently wooded area. Bring your own picnic or eat at one of the park restaurants. Tickets available now only at ravinia.org. By this time next year, Chicago voters will cast their ballot for a new office, the school board. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset. If you didn't know, the Chicago Board of Education is the only public school board in Illinois to be appointed instead of elected. But that will change next November but only if Springfield can finalize a map. State lawmakers have just released the latest draft of the voting district map that will decide the leadership of CPS. And I sat down with WBEZ education reporter Sarah Karp for more on how we got to this point. So in the spring, um, the, the Senate and the House committees that are charged with developing this map came out with different versions of maps. I think there might have been as many as three. And... Then they had these hearings and they asked for feedback and, you know, they say that this map is taking into account feedback. Now, they were supposed to have this finalized by June 1st of this year, but because there was so much um, discussion about whether the maps they had in front of them were good, they put it off. And now the deadline is April 1st, but a lot of the lawmakers are saying that they really would like to have it in place by the end of next week, the end of the veto session, because, you know, the candidates, if you want to run, you got to know what area to yeah. represent, you'd be representing. So they want to give, um, you know, potential candidates as much lead time as possible. So this latest version's got 20 voting districts. What can you tell us about those districts and, and how they were created? So... The two important things is that, one, they all have roughly the same number of people in them. So it's about 137,000 people. And that's important, according to some lawmakers, because they were needed or wanted to try and draw a map that would withstand, you know, legal challenge. And if if you have districts that are too small and then other ones that are much bigger, you could be... Um, you know, open yourself up to legal challenges. The other thing that this is, um, it, it's, it lays, a lot of the discussion has been about the racial makeup of each district. Because, you know, the idea is that if you have a lot of voters in that district that are of one race or ethnicity, that that might determine who's elected in that, in that um, area. And okay. they want to make, people really want to, you know, pay attention to that because they want to have a school board that that represents the people. Mm -hmm. Well, right now, uh, Chicago school board members are appointed by the mayor. Uh, throughout the process, what have folks been telling you about why they want to have an elected school board? 
So this has been a fight for 20-something years, for a really long time. Um, probably even before that. But, I mean, as long as I've been covering Chicago Public Schools, there's been people saying we should have an elected board. It really came to the head when Mayor Robert, former Mayor Rahm Emanuel closed um, 50 schools. And, you know, this was this had been part of sort of a campaign of closing schools um, in the previous decade. And during that time, a lot of people felt like the school board wasn't listening to them, that the school board's interests were more you know, whoever the mayor's interests were. And so that's when this sort of, you know, momentum towards a, an elected school board gained steam. And, you know, eventually the the state legislature decided to go with what the people wanted. I mean, there were referendums in which, you know, a vast majority of people who voted in the referendum said they wanted an elected school board. Um, so there's a lot of pressure to, oh, to do that. And we know the demographics of the school district aren't necessarily the demographics of this city, right? Just quickly walk us through CPS's student body. So this this is a big issue in this in this debate because the the student body of CPS is about forty seven percent Latino, thirty five percent black, and eleven percent white, and four point five percent Asian. However, the city is about thirty three percent white, twenty nine percent black, twenty nine percent Latino. Um, and I believe like 2% Asian. Okay. So, you know, it's the, the issue here is that do you have a school board that reflects the city or do you have a school board that reflects the, um, the students in the school district? Mm-hmm. And that's, that's where there's a lot of debate. And if you reflect the, the, the students and the school population, you're going to have to skew majority Latino. Right. Right. Versus this majority white body. Right. And then how do you draw up this map? Because, you know, Chicago is very segregated. right? (laughs) So, you know, how do you what do you do with areas that are large where the majority is is white? Do you, you know, do you kind of um, gerrymander them so that they can, you know, slide into a Latino neighborhood? And Mm -hmm. um, then there's also some constitutional questions around that, too. I mean, you know who are you lessening the vote of a of a of a white person if you make it so that they don't have as much power in a ward where they're the majority i think that i think there's a lot of there's there's these questions now now people would argue that if you don't have um a, a school board that represents the students then you lessen sort of the the power of the parents whose kids actually go to the school district so mm-hmm. State Rep. Ann Williams of the 11th District leads the House Democratic CPS Districting Working Group. And she said, quote, this latest map is the product of hundreds of hours of discussions and significant input from stakeholders across our Chicago communities. End quote. Your understanding, Sarah, of of how community input has actually been incorporated into making these decisions? Well, what's kind of interesting is, yes, there's been many, many hours. I've listened to hearings that are many hours and there's there's been a lot of back and forth. (laughs) Right. But um. Still, people are not happy. I, I, or at least some people are not happy because, um, you know what what they did is they had started out with, um, I believe, uh, seven seven majority white, seven majority black, and um, and six majority Latino districts. And now, what this is, what this would would be, would be five majority white. 
um, seven majority black and six majority Latino. But then there's two um, areas where the plurality is white, but the um, but Latino have uh, population is significant. Mm-hmm. So that's sort of been the compromise that that they that they struck. Yeah. Um, however, you know, people are a little concerned because they say in these um, places where the plurality is white, but there's a significant Latino population, will that mean that a Latino um, person could actually get elected because you know, maybe not all, maybe there's fewer Latino um, people who have, you know, who have citizenship. And so mm-hmm. will they all be able to vote? And so it still might be hard for, for those for those candidates to to get the, the you know, to get the votes. And and, and I, I have to be clear, I'm talking about um, the percentages that I'm giving for, you know, these districts. These, this is the um the voting age population, not necessarily the whole population. Got so, it. Just to be clear. So how urgent is it for this map to get finalized, Sarah? I mean, because it's the third draft and, and lawmakers in Springfield have already blown through one deadline. Right, right. And I, I do think that there is some urgency just because, yeah, look, there's a, a lot of issues still to be worked out. You know, people have to start thinking about who's going to run, who's going to represent their area. And if you don't know you know, the the geographic boundaries, it's going to be hard for you to start mounting a campaign. I mean, in an area that has 137,000 people, these are not small areas. You're going to have to mount, you know, a fairly decent campaign. You're going to have to have some money. You're going to have to have some organization. And, you know, if we if if you wait till the spring, then you're starting to get to the point where people are going to be scrambling. And I don't think we want this first election to mm-hmm. have people scrambling. Well, this question of a map that will elect a representative school board, that's not the only thing that the legislature um, needs to address, Sarah. So I want to, in the couple minutes we have left, I want to quickly break down some of the other topics on the table. First, there are questions about whether to pay school board members, right, which some people say uh, will make who can serve more democratic. Right. I mean, if if you can't, um, if, if if you if you can't be paid and you have a full time job, I mean, let me tell you, I've sat through these board meetings, I've sat, sat through other um, agenda meetings and all the different hearings. If you have to have a full time job, um, either you're going to have to have an employer that's very very you know sympathetic and will let you go, or you are going to not be able to do this. Mm-hmm. And so it would cut out you know maybe um, working class and um, lower income parents, even though you know more than two thirds of the school district are low income families. So I, I think that people are very concerned about those, those families being being cut out. I, I also want to mention that this coming election in 2024, there's only going to be 10 members that are going to be elected. That's right. So one of the really, really big and really confounding issues is that if you draw a map with 20 districts, then how are you going to make it so that only ha- only 10 you know people are elected? Do you combine the districts for the first election or do only half of the people get to vote? That's a huge question. I don't know what the answer will be, but there are pros or cons to both of them. Yeah. Well, before I let you go, I want to clear up one more thing, Sarah. Unlike other elections, school board positions are nonpartisan, right? So who is eligible to run and and what would they need to know or do? 
<laughs> well, this is a big question, but I mean, the only people who at the moment, and this is sort of controversial, aren't eligible to vote or run are people who are not citizens, which actually, you know, a lot of people say that's that's not a good thing because there's a significant population of undocumented students. Right. And so you want them to have some representation. So that's right. one thing. But otherwise, you know, anybody that would be able to run for any other office, you can run for this. You know, there's a lot of conflict of, of interest issues that people have to deal with. So like if if you're a teacher, or if you're paid by the school district, I don't think you can run. If you work for an organization that has or a company that has a, a, a contract with the school district, I'm not sure that you can run. So there's a, there's some issues like that. But um, but generally, most people can can run. Um, they can begin yeah. circulating nominating petitions on March 26th. <laughs> OK, apparently, according to your story. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> and they got to collect 250 signatures. Yeah, so it's gonna, so yeah. that's why I mean if you if you don't pass a map till April then you'd be you couldn't even do that deadline. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you'd have to move that deadline back. So you're starting to get very um, you know, very close and you know, it's I think it's kind of incredible that this is going to happen like next year at this time you know, the election will I think just be like days away the very first election yeah. and this is this is going to be a monumental be moment. Very different. It'll yeah. be crazy. It's going to be insane. We'll leave it there for now. WBEZ education reporter Sarah Karp filling us in on efforts to create representative voting districts for Chicago's first school board election. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you. This podcast was produced by Landon Jones and it was edited by Brenda Ruiz and Maha Ahmed. You can get more Reset every morning at 10 a.m. by signing up for our daily newsletter at wbez.org slash Reset News. We dig deeper into our discussions, bring you the latest on education, city government, and much more. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. I'll talk to you soon. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.